spotlight on, on bright and on one, Eric Shea. How are you, Eric? And you're not there. <laughs> I respond. I, had, I hit the button. I must have missed you the goddamn microphone. You stupid idiot. Uh, We're not even going to edit that. I'm like, oh, I know you're it. not. Party's over. Uh, where is uh, party? Oh, party's oh, over, baby. We're, I'm I figured that's what happened. I'm telling you, I saw a window of opportunity to escape. I thought that maybe the prison break was happening finally, and I was out. But all right, you're all right, here. All right, let's go back. Okay. Oh, here I'm we... good, Jimmy boy. How oh. are you? Oh, I'll edit that in. Great. How was your week, Eric? How Nobody was it? Playing all the hits from the eight. I'm not even going to go into that, Eric Shea. Uh, but yes, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spotlight. How many, how many episodes have we done? We have Fuck done many. Mike. I think that if we go, and I mentioned to you, we are on this week. If you come and listen to our main podcast that comes out every Sunday, uh, it is our 175th podcast episode, Jim. 174 weeks in a row. If we go what I would consider legacy numbering that I told you, and we, I go back and number all of these spotlights and our, yeah. you know, just for the hell of it podcast, anything that went on this feed that we did, I think that we are up to legitimately, usually I make a joke here and name some crazy number. Yeah, something, something like that? 348 episodes that we've had since we started without ever missing anything. Anything. I like numbers. Yes. Uh, I said at one point, maybe after 200, we hit legacy numbers. So we'll have a big party for episode 200 and then immediately have a big party for <laughs> 400, uh, if not more. Uh, you know, all of a sudden we go from 200 to episode 430. We'll just have another party that week. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Legacy numbering, Eric. And really, sometimes these spotlights that we do uh, end up longer than some podcasts. So I don't think it's fudging the numbers that much. Absolutely uh, not. But Welcome to the spotlight, the unofficial spotlight of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast that does come out, as I said, every Sunday night where we talk about most of the books. Uh, usually with without that, microphone problems. Yes, usually without being muted. I do like ah. to try to mute you in general, but not on the mic level. Uh, I usually try to just talk over you is what accomplishes that. Uh, but yeah, if you want to come over, we also have a website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we do a review, all of these books that we talk about on the spotlight the ones that we talk about the main podcast and others as well including some indie books a lot of image stuff andrew and belfast does an awesome job on the weekends Good doing on. reviews on image stuff and some other companies as well uh he's a big image fan though but on mondays we do some marvel reviews which seems oh. crazy because that's supposed to be the enemy eric but it's not and on monday we do what we call marvel monday and do some marvel reviews well uh this past week marvel had their fresh start initiative i'd say start up and with that we decided that those 348 episodes that we do which doesn't include what i will mention again the over 240 episodes we have on patreon as well oh so God. really legacy numbering we're almost at 600 but we decided this past monday to start a little marvel comics podcast if you're listening to this and know us as the dc guys uh maybe you can come over to that it is called uh amazingly eric and and very creatively, the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I said, Hooray. I told I told Logan today, because he's like, oh, what is this stupid Marvel podcast called? I said, it's the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. And he's like, oh, you know, that's real creative. I said, listen, 
This is your first rule in advertising, Eric. Location, locate. Now, it, it basically, to me, get them in the door and then you be clever. I've said that to you all along. That That's oh, yeah. really the deal. So if you, you Why do, couldn't we just be, bam, a Marvel Comics podcast? Flame on bam. the Marvel Comics podcast. But this is a podcast that me, Eric, and Brandon, uh, that if you listen to our regular podcast, you know him from mainly the uh, the Marvel Minute. He was also yeah. on the Marvel Madness podcast with Trevitt, uh, which is now, I'll even shout out, it's now Trevitt and Double A Ron, and go and subscribe and listen to them as well. Uh, but yeah, if you want to listen to us talk Fresh Start Marvel books, which Fresh we start. just did the first episode last, it was episode one, and we were talking about Avengers number one. Uh, go over, it's on iTunes already, you know, it'll be on all your players or whatever, weird stuff. Science Marvel Comics Podcast and give it a shot. Now, again, if you're listening to this spotlight, there's a good chance you've never listened to our main podcast. Maybe you just listen to these spotlights. I will tell you that this Marvel podcast will be very similar to the spotlight that we do now. It's going to yeah. be a couple books at the most. It's not going to be seven hours as far as Thank we God. know so far. Uh, we're going to play it. We learned some lessons, uh, and we're going to use those to have a very manageable, fun podcast that we want to do things. And, yeah, I'll admit some of the reason we did it was because some of the DC books, it, it's just kind of wearing us down. And even just doing the same thing over and over wears yeah. you down. Some of these books Variety's aren't hitting as well. Like so if you are like one of those like – the hell with them. I don't need to listen to Marvel. Just be happy for us because this may Please. make the DC one better anyway. Because well, <laughs> we actually have kind of a new lease on life a bit and, and are excited about things, including some uh, DC stuff this week. But yeah, the DC will never change. Uh, don't worry about that. But I got a lot of questions about this Marvel podcast. Again, Eric, Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. Uh, and it's on uh, Podbean at Weird Science Marvel Comics at Podbean.com. We have a lot of things. I'll spell that out later. Uh, but yeah. with that, uh, people were like, oh, are you going to talk about all the books? And I, no, no, no. We're no. going to play it smart. But again, if you. No, we're not. We all, no. We also have a Patreon account. Uh, it's, uh, patreon.com slash weird science where you can go and listen to a lot of other shows, stuff that isn't comics based, some pop culture stuff and all that. So go and check that out as well. I'm doing the, uh, the housekeeping. They, they call it in the biz. Eric is what I'm doing now. But yeah, I just wanted to, we're kind of excited to do something new and to see yeah. how it is. And if you go and listen to this Avengers number one podcast, you know, no, let us know, let us know how, what you think. And if you think that we're, you know, doing an okay job or whatever, I, I had fun doing it. I had a lot of fun. I actually am really like the book. Uh, so we're not here to talk about that though. This is the spotlight. Obviously, if you are reading what is on your player right now, the spotlight is not the Avengers. The spotlight no. isn't Jim talking over and over. What is the spotlight, Eric? Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 22, written by Scott Liddell, with art by Dexter Soy, Allison Borges, Veronica Gandini, and Taylor Esposito. Bizarro can give up the Sin K whenever he wants, and even though we, he, we saw him using it at the end of the last issue, he's apparently decided to clean himself up, and because of that... He's scared as hell to go back to what he was. With that, we also have Red Hood continuing to fuck with Penguin and Artemis trying to get Lex with her to help his lab-grown boy. Freddy! Yes, Eric. And, uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this whole deal, and I, I don't know if it's because – I can't say it's because a lot of other books are twice monthly – uh, and this is the one that isn't, but the, the story has gone on way too long. It really is. Long. It was dragging at points. Uh, you have it. And like I'm saying, it's not just the idea where somebody's like, but Jim, 
it's only been three issues. You're just not used to the, you know, the pacing I swear, of a monthly book, like whatever. Yeah. Oh my God. It, it's <laughs> so uh, forever. And really, if you would understand, if you've been listening to us throughout at least all of Rebirth, you would know that I started out with this book. I started yeah. out reviewing. We wanted to switch things up where my favorite character is Nightwing. One of Eric's favorite characters is Red Hood. So we wanted to switch that up because we always seem to grab those books well, yeah, first. All throughout the New 52, we were yeah. on those books. So when Rebirth happens, like, all right, you get Red Hood, I get Nightwing. Yeah. And we should never, ever do something like that no. ever again. No, we never should because it was a big disaster for both of us and yeah. I ended up I ended up bailing from this book quick and it wasn't because I didn't like it I just didn't like it as much as you and yeah. the reason I gave it to you we like to you know we're not going to fake the funk or whatever but if there's a guy who's more positive about something for a while you know you keep doing issues and one guy's giving it an 8 the other guy who reviews it's giving it a 6 it's kind of foolish not to give it to the guy who enjoys it because at least exactly. he'll enjoy reviewing it as well and it's not a chore well and we by, at least look like the proper guys when it goes yeah. online and there you go. Yeah, oh, look at look, these guys. We they look fancy things. then. We look yeah. like we're very positive. But I said to you way, way back in the – when this was in single digits, hey, what do you want to trade for uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws? Because you like it more. We're talking about on the I podcast all the time. And you can have it because what I said then is – uh, the pacing is way off. We're, we're getting the same thing, and that's what I kept getting upset about. And then you took it over. That still remains. That is not a problem. It's a problem with a lot of these books in Rebirth. I mean, I can point to Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, and Aquaman, stuff like that, where we're not getting a real good forward progression. Uh, the thing about this book, though, that makes it more manageable, kind of like Hal Jordan. Actually, I'd go with those very similarly. Uh, the art's always great. And, uh, and you we like, like the we like the characters that that's basically this is almost like the Super Sons book until unfortunately, you know, we have one more issue and it's going to be canceled. That's always going to start at some level because I love the characters. So yeah. it's always a bonus. I love these characters. I love Jason Todd, uh, one of my favorite characters. And I've grown to love him because of you and through the whole New 52. At the beginning, when we started the website and then went on and branched out to the, the podcast, podcast, didn't yeah. really care. Didn't really care about him. Because of that and Scott Liddell, uh, I really became a fan of Jason Todd in general and Roy back in the New 52. And he's doing the same thing for me with uh, – with, uh not Ar I was going to say Arsenal uh, with Artemis. Artemis. And this, I'm really enjoying it. And Bizarro, I always would like Bizarro. Uh, and so when we got I like the Smarty this Bizarro. Pants Bizarro. This is, in my mind, the proper Bizarro that oh, we yeah. should have. None of this reverse the talking clone. Bizarro speech yeah, bullshit. You, you need the clone. If the minute that he starts talking reverse, which is funny. Bizarro talk. Fuck the, that. The, the thing that's screwed me up is because we've had Smarty Pants Bizarro. And I'll, I'll admit at the end, like, hey, you good? Me am good. What? A and I'm like, oh, what does he mean? I'm like, what? What? I'm an idiot. He's not the backwards talking, but hey, you're screwing with me because he's been smart. I ended up thinking he was going to revert back to like me am bad. Me am hate you, Jason. The oh my goodness. that he's taken. Like that's the side effect. Fucked up his system so Can much. Can you imagine? Reverse to Bizarro talk. Yeah, I'll kill. Everyone. You'll kill somebody, and then for some reason they end up going to try to get a magical spell to save him, and it makes Artemis backwards talk magic. That, then the book would be all. And Etrigan shows up, rhyming and a stealing. That would be well, the best book out. ever, right? But yeah, 
I really like Artemis. I do like Bizarro. I always would like Bizarro. And I love this story. Again, this really points back to what I said way back, Eric, was the best Bizarro story I had read, was the Adventures of Superman story, uh, Flowers Flowers for Bizarro, Bizarro. that was written by Christos Gage. And it's very, very similar. And I would say it's it's kind of a cool companion piece with that, has very similar beats and stuff like that. But I really do like this Smarty Pants Bizarro it just has gone on way too long. And well, now that it's reverting. Issue, like, from where we left off last issue where, you know, Artemis found his, you know, his uh, stash of kryptonite and stuff like that. Everything he's yeah. been doing. And she talked him down and said, you have to clean yourself up. And it seemed we were getting to that point. But then yeah. at the end, he saw that he had an extra stash yeah, of inhalers for the kryptonite. It seems that maybe in between that issue You're and writing an this issue that to maybe an editor got yeah. a hold or maybe I the family action had gotten a hold of him. Okay, I do need to wrap this up because what we got from the last issue into this is a complete, complete 180. I agree. And I think, and I'm looking, uh, you have uh, Marie Javins, Rob Levin uh, on the editor group, editor and editor, uh, or Levine, probably Rob Levine. I think that somebody got to him. Somebody said, listen, you, you got to speed it up because it seems like the jump. And even with you had Pup Pup who was there as his conscience, like, you can't do this, Bizarro. You're doing all this. You're doing all that. And it seemed to be leading to something big, which we thought when Artemis found the kryptonite bath thing and and all that, the synthetic kryptonite, this was going to come to a head. And it kind of ended up where we last saw them were bizarre like, yeah, you're right, Artemis. You know what? Thank you for being here. Uh, you're right. I'm, I'm going off the deep end. I want to get back to what I really am. I know I'm wrong. And she left and it was a continuation of that. Oh, he's lying again. He's going to do something really bad. And that's when he went up and pup. Oh, no, Bizarro. Yeah, I wish I had the voice that I would think Papa has to be like a real. Hey, no, Bizarro. But he he's ending up showing that he opened up his cabinet and there was all those synthetic kryptonite inhalers. And we thought, okay, this was it's going to continue on where you're going to think Bizarro is. And maybe he'd even start playing, which again, maybe, but uh, with the I am good. You know, and stuff like that. But yeah. we knew in the meantime, but this seems to be that they're like, okay, you know what? Those three extra issues of that, we don't need that progression. No. Let's get going because we go off now and he's regressing and he knows that he's trying to, you know, get some things done. He's thinking about what he'll miss most. You get a lot of that. And I like and it. It's, it's, I it's do a lot like of the it. stuff too. Like when we had, you know, Superman, when he would solar flare and become human for yeah. 24 hours where yeah. he could taste hot dogs. And that was, that was very being, similar. You know, a life like being a human life kind of thing where he can just yeah. do stuff that everyday people would do and bizarro is going around in his clark kent persona now with the yeah. trench coat and fedora, helping which people great. and, and yeah, helping people around. just like enjoying the hot dogs watching the, the clouds and whatnot and he's just really gonna miss the idea yeah. that he can take all of this in and you know know what to be good because bizarro like in his normal state He's just going about his day, you know, playing with things. He doesn't well, really have a thought You know what it is? Head. It's Wrong Turn at work where yeah. we say that we wonder at the end of the day if we think that Wrong Turn is he's a goldfish. He resets. Everything resets that nothing that happened during the day in, in a matter of just out of nowhere to say it if you know who Wrong Turn is by listening to our main podcast. Um, you mentioned today that he likes a movie like a hostile uh, movie but has no idea what a hostel is. So no. he watches these things, but he, this is bizarro. The, you know, at this point he's eating a hot dog and he's appreciating it on a molecular level, uh, knowing that when he goes back to it, he'll be, mmm, me like food and stuff like that. So it, it is throwing him off there. I do think that in that look, maybe he has a future selling watches. He can open Tony, that, that coat. I, I, for some, Tony, <laughs> he is a big, gigantic 
white-faced man. Yeah. He's scary as hell looking. Oh, I love that's this look for like. some reason. I- I'm telling you, he looks like it'd be Detective Bizarro even. Like, he's like, yeah, of all the dames that walked into my place. But yeah, I- it's a cool deal. I don't know what it deal. is. Uh, for some reason, it's just ridiculous in my mind for Bizarro to be dressed like a Clark yeah. Kent of yeah. the 50s it's era. It's funny. And I love it so much. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, and with that, you do start out where Jason continues this whole, you know, fighting trash talking with Penguin. Uh, that's kind Which of I'm the most... You, there's well, uh, like odd things in this where we have Bizarro is our, our main story, the whole reverting yeah. back to like dumb Bizarro. And through this, we have little vignettes of the rest of the characters because yeah. right away we start out with Red Hood just fucking with, uh, you know, Penguin on the night of a big premiere at the boardwalk kind of thing yeah. where he's just kind of dangling. It doesn't the really idea, do hey, anything. I stole your money. It doesn't yeah. do anything. No. It's just a continuation of Red Hood fucking with Penguin, which yeah. we've seen uh, the yeah. past couple issues. And I really just like Red I Hood. I do. I do like it. It does nothing for this. No, story. this this it, actually the last issue. It has yeah. to, but and the last <laughs> issue had more of a fun deal where he was pretending like I know it's you, Red Hood. Like that sort of thing was really fun. Well, plus, you but, had like Texan or Mississippi Red no, Hood. It was yeah, great. Oh, oh wait! No, oh, yeah. right! Like that was the best. Chips are on me, are we? And doing that with this, <laughs> it's just him trash talking. But by the end of the issue, like really, that that just it was a nice progression from what we got before. But you really didn't need it. There was nothing going on. You do get a background of Artemis with Lex Luthor that we didn't know before and she's going to see him. So we see before that she did work for like a hired assassin. Yeah, she was a hired deal. merc, it seemed. Yeah. The problem is we see her, her going after this guy who seems to escape this penitentiary where they were doing like kind of illegal experiments and whatnot. Yeah. And this guy, he like, you know, he volunteered to do this thinking it would get time off his sentence because he has a kid, which actually seems to get yeah, the artist where deal, yeah. it seems like she might let him live. She doesn't tell Lex this, but Later on, where there's Lex standing outside this, like, burning penitentiary, yeah, yeah. people dead all around him, and she's like, you wanted to send a message to others who would, you know, dare abuse your proprietary tech, and I'm like, I don't exactly understand yeah. what happened here or what went down. I just get the idea that Artemis spared this guy and has a background with Lex Luthor, yeah. but besides that, this is actually the worst part of the book in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I agree, and the whole thing, it's like, almost like, you wanted people... To get the message about you, you know, abusing your proprietary tech, but really she went in and the people that seem to be like getting it used on him, the guy says, I'm an experiment. I'm a living yeah. experiment. Like, really, I know he's a criminal. I know that, but to, to kill him, what she thinks, you know, le- like, it's almost like it's, they're, they're skirting the issue of basically she went in to wipe this place clean so yeah. that Lex does not get, you know, a blame for it later and whatever. It, it's way over the top. You have the one guy, I'm telling you, the one guy, his head is sliced clear in half. And I'm like, that is obviously. disgusting. And he's crazy. Uh, but with that, it's also a flashback. So they seem to want to get the coloring to not be, you know, it's one of those. It does look different, but the coloring makes it so that everybody is pale, gray and pale. Hair. And uh, what's weird is they end up looking like bizarros, and it threw me off a bit. But then we go <laughs> in the, the present where she is going to have a meeting with Lex to basically say, listen, uh, bizarros off again. Uh, you know, we want to try to help him. He was uh, experimenting know, with synthetic yeah, kryptonite. You know, and he's we know reverting that, back yeah. now. And you, uh, Lex, you've you helped help him, him a yeah. couple times. Uh, you you like him, obviously. He's like, I don't like him. That monster, fuck that. You know, you, well, you go on. and have I, your I fun had, with I him. I had some emotional feelings to the one that came before him, but this, I created him, 
I let him back. I gave him back to you guys so I could actually run this experiment yeah. to see how a bizarro how would he, act he works in the normal. world. Yeah, yeah. So he's and been doing and stuff. And that's all he is to me. You guys are rats running a maze to me, and that's yep. it. So yeah. be gone, madam. Yeah, get out of here with your long-ass hair. That hair is so long, long in the back. But in that, that also brings up the deal where when she's waiting for this whole deal, she's waiting for to go in with this meeting. And, you know, it's Miss Grace. And, oh, Miss Grace, I'm sorry. Miss Grace, Mr. Luther will see you now. And she's sitting on a couch by herself. Then she gets up. And that guy's there. The guy, solitaire. yeah, solitaire. Who's the guy who's you know switching back and forth between these three heads real quick, whatever it is. But he's there. He was not there a panel before, and it's very odd because he keeps popping up throughout this issue, saying things that nobody else hears. And I don't know what's going on. I'm really confused well, about this progression of what it, he's doing. It's very confusing because it's actually solitary, I believe. Okay, um, but. He showed up one issue a couple issues ago where he was confronted by Bizarro, and it seemed that he had power over Bizarro, was able to snap his fingers, say something that actually knocked yeah. Bizarro out. And we, besides for this whole face-shifting thing that goes off, which I can't get a grip on yeah. how it's actually worth supposed to be saying, I know nothing about this character. So him yeah. showing up and like outside of the waiting room with Artemis, behind Jason Todd when he's at the yeah. diner later on, yeah. and like talking to him. Yep. I don't know if he's even there. I don't know his I power don't set. Know. I know nothing and, about and this It's is just where a weird thing thrown in here. It made me laugh because Artemis is there waiting for this meeting, and she's thinking about this, you know, flashback. Because obviously she's distracted thinking about when she was, you know, uh, a second-rate or third-rate Amazon that, you know, Luther says to her. Yeah. But in that, you go back, and she's in the waiting room, I'm like, Artemis, you drinking there? Because there's that there's that glass there that looks like it might be wine or something. Like Lex is serving up wine to everybody who goes in there. But the problem is, I think that that's there so that when she gets up, you see the perspective again that that glass is there, so you're not confused that where the solitary is sitting isn't exactly where she was sitting before. It is right. the same chair. So she gets up and he's just there then. He wasn't there before. And he's there. Knock him dead, girl. She doesn't react. She just goes in. I'm like, no, what is going on with this, this guy? I know nothing I about just the don't character know that throws anything me off. about it. Yeah. So you go, and that's where we said that Pizarro is eating a hot dog. This is something that when you had the truth story in the DCYOU, that when Superman would do the solar flare and lose his powers and actually become more human in his mind, he would go and eat food with Jimmy and basically yeah. said, you know what, because – it's kind of the same but a little opposite because I think that what Superman said then is whenever I'm eating something – Yeah, whenever I'm eating something, everything gets separated. My senses are so you know, over the top that I taste the little bits and I do this and that. Now I get to just eat a burrito and it's a burrito and I love right. it. I really love it. This is a little rib- – but it's the same kind yeah, no, of No, no, it's reverse. I was talking more about the – No, I'm not even saying. I'm just saying. Things. It is like that, though. I think yeah. that they're playing with that, that this is, again, where Superman would want to do that before his powers came back. Bizarro is doing the opposite, but the same thing. He's experiment, you know, experiencing this hot dog in a way that he knows he'll never be able to again. And it's something that it's kind of getting to him, and he wants to kind of enjoy these things at the last second. You have this. He starts talking. He helps a guy across the street. He's very polite. He's a nice guy. And that's the, the big thing that you can take out of this when he becomes Bizarro again, whether or not. I think that he may go a little hulked out at first. He may be pissed, but he's always a good guy. 
Bizarro is a good guy, and you see that, where even when he's reverting, he stops to help this old guy across the street. The guy points it out. It's funny because he's like, hey, uh, said thank you, and whatever, and the guy's like, hey, thanks for not calling me old-timer. Uh, and I'm like, I, Scott Liddell isn't that old, but I think somebody might have called him old-timer. He's pissed. He's like, he was in Wawa getting a coffee. And like, Even when that first time somebody calls you sir and it throws you off, and he, he does that, but it shows. Bizarro's a good guy, no matter if smarty pants, whatever. And I think that what they're also showing here is as he's getting more dumb, he's going back to being even a nicer guy because that's what he always is. When he got smart, he was a little too smart for his own deal. But in the meantime, the other thing with Jason, we do get the next progression of something which, a little more important than him fighting Penguin. But uh, this is a weird thing where we go back to the dino, which we had yeah. last issue, where like you know, uh, Mog Gun's like uh, granddaughter Faye Gun comes because. She yeah. has an envelope that her grandmother gave her in case so she ever weird. went messing or something like that. She was supposed to give it to Jason Todd, yeah. which we assume it has the letters of his father yes, and whatnot, which what I thought think. Bizarro had. But that's weird to go back to this because he even says day two. Day two. I don't know why we're having this conversation. She left. Again. Why? It, exactly. She left at she one point without it. giving it, but she must have taken it back. Because he's like, he basically basically says to her, like, okay, are we going to get done with this? This is day two of this. Get, you know, get to it. And it was really odd. Like, it was one of those missteps that this scene wasn't supposed to happen. So it was. It was Takesy's Baxies. He didn't say no, Takesy's Baxies. She grabbed that and ran. I don't know what was going on. We don't get any real more information than we had in the last issue where we just sat at the diner and talked the last time. Yeah. You know, Faye Gunn has an envelope for Ma Gunn to give to Jason Todd if she ever disappears. And, uh, pretty yeah. much as far as we get here because then Jason's interrupted by a call from Bizarro and has to leave. Where yeah. we get another shot of solitary behind right Jason behind. Todd. Say, Who could who's that, that be? now? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Now, it's funny. If you want to go uh, with a God. metaphor – Bizarre, Smarty Pants Bizarro reverting back to regular Bizarro to me is the doomsday clock. Everything has to jive to when that happens, and we haven't quite gotten there yet. So you have this thing with, with Jason, and like, okay, pull it back a little because we have to have Bizarro go full out Bizarro again before we get to this for some reason. Because like you said, she already did this. We would have expected this would have been the issue where he had that already and just went straight forward with that. But instead – she's there and they they get called away before he goes and does yeah. something but Pizarro wants to talk to him in the meantime you do finish up that Lex deal where he's like you guys are lab rats you know get out of my face you guys are nothing but experiments to me and that Pizarro's a failed experiment I have no feelings for him I did save him a couple times I helped you guys out that's it because I wanted to use you get the hell out of here and she goes and leaves and this is you know a progression of the bad Lex that we're going to be getting in the books it seems anyway uh, but again, it's it's the Lex that I don't have time for you. You know, I it no. was funny. I was trying to figure out some shit, but whatever. Go on, and we'll see if that comes about with anything later. But Jason goes to sit uh, with Bizarro, Bizarro who is reverting back to dumb Bizarro. I hate to say, and dumb. this is this is the it's best very, part. Yeah, and it's very reminiscent of before when Jason went to sit with him before and actually had the intentions when he was full up Bizarro him, very early. To shoot him in the back of the head, a Lenny type deal, and just putting him out of his misery. So he goes to sit with him, but it's different now. Now you do have a Jason who is this is his best friend. I mean, it really is in this book, especially. But going forward, 
Jason is kind of, you know, tossed, you know, aside by all these other teams. This is his team. These are his guy and gal. So he's sitting there and it's very nice. You know, it's oh, like, you and know. That's the, and it's the worst goddamn, I'm telling you, I felt so bad because we have Smarty Pants Bizarre. It's gone yeah. way too long. Yeah. But to go from last issue to this where he called Jason to come meet him in this park. Because yeah. he forgot how to get home. He can't and it get just home. breaks your goddamn yeah. heart because he's just sitting there ashamed because he knows who he is and he knows who he was. Yeah. And he knows what's idea, happening. Like, exactly. Yeah. He's like, because I forgot how to get home. Yeah. And it, it just kind of, and even like, you know, and he even forgot the word home yeah. when he oh, wanted I'm to tell you. Know, you. And, uh, it, the way, it broke my yeah. heart. And the way it's playing out, I mean, if you are somebody who possibly had a grandparent Alzheimer, or even a parent yeah. who had all, it, it probably hits even harder I'm because that's kind of what it is. Like this, you know, yeah. when I, I used to talk to him before he died and like when he was getting kind of bad there at times, like he would go off. He would think I was yeah. my father at times and stuff like that. Yeah, or he'd that's go what to walk I, yeah. the dog. And at the one point he didn't know the way back. And I'm like, I'm like, God, that, this killed me at the Told point. You, but Tanya's grandmother, here, same it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. And just Tanya's grandmother here, would go out of the house and run up and down. We live on a, a street, you know, a 12th street and she would run up and down 12th street. Uh, looking for her goddamn cheating, goddamn piece of shit husband and would bang on people's doors. Her husband had died 10 years earlier. That's, that's not as sad as no, kind of crazy. No, it, it kind of became a thing on the street where it's like, oh, here she is. Mary's out again, you know, and it ended up being that the, the bad part of this is, is that Tanya's parents weren't exactly the greatest of parents, no. whatever. And it was kind of, you know, put on a nine year old Tanya. To be yeah. the one to get the call and go get her. Um, but yeah, there was, Tanya would talk to me and it does break my heart. My, my, I didn't have anybody in my life that had this happen, but it broke her heart because one of the things was that she would like to, we're in the Philadelphia area. She would listen to the Phillies with her grandmother and her yeah. grandmother loved the Phillies, like loved it. And to the point where Tanya said that she kind of started realizing what was going on even earlier than most because Graham would love the Phillies and know everything. Like, oh my God, you know, I hope yeah. that this guy's going to be batting fifth tonight because I don't think that he's a really good third batter. He strikes out too much, like all this. And she started like talking about, like, I'm telling you, this is like in the nineties. And she's like, I hope uh, Mike Schmidt is off the injured. And Tanya's like, Mike Schmidt retired, Graham, you know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know how it is. They're like, Oh, I know. I know. And then at the point where she actually got to where the, and this is like such an important thing and Tanya growing up. And it was like one of her, like, you know, the good places where it got to the, be like, Hey Graham, you know, the Phillies are on the night. What are the Phillies? And it, it, it killed her. It really yeah. is like, that's is She's gone. And, uh, but yeah. And with that, it is sad. I know I'm getting sad. I, I'm, I telling you, I'm sad now. I'm telling yeah. you, I didn't know if there was a subconscious thing. Me no, thinking about my it's pop definitely pop, like I, that. I wasn't, until you brought it up when yeah, I first read this. Yeah, it's definitely like that. Yeah, it it threw me exactly off right like away. That. And that's really where the emotions when I got are. To it. In that, uh, and it's flowers, so good. it's so well written though. In that flowers for Bizarro story again <laughs> before my my favorite Bizarro story. Yeah. Uh, they did it almost the same way, but the way this was was that Bizarro ended up uh, getting an experiment. He ended up being the and this was the backwards Bizarro even too. So it was yeah. like that sort of thing. So it was like you know, hey, all right, now I realize. And it was really played out that the whole backwards talk and things like that was just something almost like a genetic, almost like an uh, you know, like a a uh, like an ADHD type thing. Mm-hmm. And when they fixed it. 
it was like t- talking to Superman, who was the main guy with him the whole time, was saying like, Superman, I always was trying to talk to you normal, but it was coming out wrong. And all those bad things I did. It was like a weird it, dyslexia. Yeah, it was like dyslexia. It's like I was trying to help, but somehow it was getting mixed up. And it was really good. And you had Superman so happy for him. And then they were doing something and out of nowhere. And it was only a couple issues, but out of yeah. nowhere, like, hey, you know, you want to go get something to eat? And he's like, yes. I am I am not hungry. And Superman, it was like it's the same thing with Jason here. And it was just it killed me because Superman looked at him and was like, oh, no, it, it, it's reverting back. And boy, I'm going to be you lose my friend where I like this, though, where Jason says that you're always my buddy. You know, I love you and I'm going to be here for you and things like that. What I really love and it, it's such a little subtle thing. Is Jason got that fucking thing, the the folder there with all the yeah. stuff, whatever that the is, envelope. doesn't even open it because no. Bizarro is more important to him. And I think that's a really important thing that they keep showing that language. Well, there. even that one point is like, you know, uh, what, like, what am in envelope? Yeah. He's like, who cares? Let's yeah, not worry cares? about tomorrow well, until yeah, tomorrow. Says, yeah, tomorrow we'll deal with that right now. And I even just like the ending where they just lay back in the grass to look at the stars together. He's like, yeah. Jason, me, I'm scared. And like, yeah. you'll be fine, buddy. Trust me. And this Bizarro, mm. we end this with Bizarro to sing stuff. He am lying, but at MK, it has to be. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to go back to the deal. And what's where – I like the hat laying there. He took off the hat, and they're looking at the it again. Is, like, uh, actually, through the second reading tonight when I was doing it for the podcast, I started getting a different idea because going back to where Artemis was because, you know, it's a weird jump from where we ended yeah. the last issue with him inhaling the synthetic yep. K and the, like, little like aspirator kind of things. I think that's the word I wanted. Yeah. But um, inhalers, whatever. Yeah. Um, when Bizarro's, when <laughs> I don't Artemis, know what the hell you said. Yeah. When uh, aspirator. Uh, when when Artemis is talking to Luther, the last <laughs> sounds thing like a really bad to, villain. The assinator. You, you the don't want to deal with. You don't want to deal with the assinator, Eric. I know what you're telling me. You give me a What's, wink, wink. The assinator. The, the, the last thing she uh, Artemis says to Luther is, <laughs> uh, "What's the thing about lies, Mister Luther?" After a yeah. while, we start to believe them, and then she yeah. walks away, and then there's Lex looking at Bizarro like in a like we we had him before in the scanning chair. Or a table. He's like, yeah. like father, like son. Yeah. And I'm like, is this a is play? Is he still is... lying? And the thing is, is he starting to believe this because he's putting on the act? Like, you start to believe your yeah. own lies. And is yep. does he believe he's reverting back? Yeah. And because he's acting so hardcore with it. I'm like, I don't know. For how much, like, I hope that's not the case. I also I, I, do for how much. The only thing I don't is. think it is, is, well, again, you're saying, which makes sense with what I'm going to say, doesn't as much because. It, it would be what he's saying is, listen, you, you start believing it, then he would. But it's weird to have that inner dialogue, I I, inner I, narration I to have that. But if that's the case where he spelled it out, like you start believing the whole deal, then that might be the case. I just actually I, – I don't know what I want from here. I know that the Smarty Pants Bizarro, the way they played it from the beginning was that it was going to be temporary. It's going to be weird going back. To a regular Bizarro, because then it almost resets the book again in my mind, Agreed. where you're going to have to have these things where, you know, you're going to have a couple issues with this. Oh, oh, I forgot you weren't smart again, you idiot. You know, oh, there, I wish that it like was this? like, I wish it was one of those things where he just went back to, you know, just a little bit dumber than Jason, maybe. You know, you don't need full out, but yeah, it's, it's, I, it's a weird deal to think It's a weird thing that can play either way. Funny, it's just a weird tiny line, like father, like son after that, that this made me yeah. think, is this all a game? Because it's, it, either it's a game, which yeah. is just odd because it, yeah. that makes sense with the progression of the story. But for what we have here, it's so heartfelt it and is. warm at times that like you, 
you believe what's well, going and, on and on the with page. that i think that what you're getting at too with this issue gets back to what i was kind of hoping that this this whole you know arc this long arc would be because all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere uh we're we're getting rid of the i think bizarro is going to kill people he's going to be like all of a sudden in this issue there's not even a hint of that anymore and no. there was always the that little bit yeah there was always that sinister thing in the background i think that that might also be either a scott liddell or maybe the editor or a combo or whatever thinking you know what Bizarro's big trait is that he's a good guy. We are going to revert back. So why are we making him this sinister, diabolical guy? We got to pull this back. And I think there was a couple things at play to kind of get this going. But again, now that we see the, him reverting back, if in fact he is, uh, it's, it's kind of sad. Right now, because it's yeah, up in the air. What could happen next? Is it real? Is it not? And then we have Singular. What's his name? Singular. Uh, solitary. Or, or Solitary. Uh, who knows what he's involved with? I, I, I just, no I wonder. And somehow what? he is the guy that somehow oh. like Matt was the master. That was the mastermind behind putting the the outlaws together yeah. in this incarnation. And that's as far as we know yeah. about him. And then even with that, you have the little, uh, you know, the folder deal with the uh, whatever it is that was from Ma Gun. And we thought before that it was the letters that, you know, Bizarro made sure that Jason didn't get. Also, there's the whole deal of where Ma Gun is. And they even yeah, well, say she's, she's, she's in the, the shrunken down deal. Yeah, exactly. this is what I'm saying. And they do mention that with her granddaughter, you know, hey, uh. We haven't seen her. Do you know where she is at? You know, you know, Ma Gun. She's where she wants to be. Always like that. And you have that. But that's the other thing that we're waiting for this thing to be all land on Bizarro. Like Bizarro has screwed up and whatever. But that doesn't really go forward well in this book. I just don't know how this is going to tie I'm in now. You, what, if, what if this is all a long game of smarty pants Bizarro? Because yeah, the whole I, idea, too, where we initially thought when Faye Gun showed up with this envelope – that it would be the letters from Jason's yeah. father that she, you know, hid when she was younger. And, and even and, with, and that's the weird thing is, if, if that is what it is, and Bizarro is the one like, oh, I'm gonna have to hide those, whatever. You can be a little mad at Bizarro, but it's not really Bizarro's fault. No, These are letters from so far. The, the I'm just saying is, what I'm saying is, it was weird that they were presenting it that way. But yeah, it's but just the, the thing is, like for some reason, Bizarro wanted to have these, like you know, like not have Jason have these letters, but you would think then when he would take Ma Gun, who was talking to Bizarro about these yeah. things. He would have made sure that he had the letters. Yeah. So is this whole thing, even if a gun showing up out of nowhere, nobody knows this character. She just shows up. Yeah. Could she be a robot created I by Bizarro? Know. I don't to, know. To like, continue with this master plan behind the scenes? Like, but they were there before. Smart, and, and they were, but she was there before he was smart. It's just. So they were, but it seems that he yeah. put her in a bottle while she yeah. still had oh, the yeah, letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and with that, when we saw and he tried to get rid of those letters, it really seemed like it, the plan was that those letters would break up the team. Like somehow Jason would see these letters, realize that his dad's father, alive, maybe, I don't know, say I'm done with. Yeah. We had these theories or whatever. We're so far from that that I'm not even sure what this is going to be. He'll open it up and it'll be the fucking deed or whatever for the home. And he'll be able to, it's just very weird home, but it's, it's really odd going forward. And just at the end, you know, we have a lot of questions going forward, but it's just, I want to see what happens with this book when we get back to just bizarre because, 
because it almost makes it seem that then we have wasted a huge chunk of time because we're going to go back to, okay, now we're back to Artemis, you know, Jason and a dumb Bizarro. All right, it, this is now back to issue twelve, twelve or whatever. You know, it just seems yeah. weird. Uh, I want to see what they go with, but is it or is it going to be like one of those like, "Huh, Bizarro, you've done it again." Me am sorry, me messed up uh, dinner. Oh, Bizarro, you did it again. And then Bizarro gives us the wink, and we know that he's still smarty pants Bizarro, and then never have it again. I mean, what are you going to do with this? They're like, oh, Bizarro, I guess you're going to have to make that again. And somehow he says something really smart. And they're like, what? What did you say? Me, um, you know, starts doing stuff. I I just don't know how it's going to go forward and if it will be something that makes sense and not get me angry a bit. But we'll see. But the ending I really like, and I like this issue. It was such a heartfelt, great ending. I'm telling you, that whole part of Artemis' backstory or flashback was the worst part of this issue because I didn't yeah. really get a lot out of it except for the, you know, Luther and her have a background. Look, yeah. Unfortunately for that guy, he didn't have a kid. That, that's all Seriously. that Artemis will help. You, you have kids? No. Slice in half. Brains everywhere. Just disgusting. Uh, what'd you give it? I love the art in this issue and while the majority yeah. of the issue, uh, you know, it was just a little vignettes of different things leading up to the really heartfelt moment. I had a really good time reading it and that ending scene with Jason and Bizarro just really put me over the top to like, See past a lot of the things I didn't like, like that Artemis bit. So I gave this yep. an eight out of ten. Yeah, I actually was about a seven, seven, five. After we talked about it in that bit at the end, I'm gonna go a little under you just because I want to be the negative guy. I'm oh, gonna go you? seven, nine. Usually I try to be Mr. Positive. I, I would have went eight, one, but no, I, I don't. It, and eight is like that next level there. I think it's just a little bit below it, and I want to see what's going on. There's still the pacing issue that we've had yeah. all along. I, I did have some good times with this. I told you, this is one of those books. It, it is one of the most consistent books. We were talking in the Slack chat with the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, boop, boop. and I think it was Luke who said, what do you think is the most consistent book? And we were talking, this is definitely one of the definitely. most consistent books in, and it's consistently good. I mean, it is, and it's one of those where the art's usually good, unless you have some guest guy who blows it. But that but doesn't normally, happen very often. No, and it's normally a really good-looking book. It's never a book that I read to get angry about. Out. Uh, it's just that the pacing's off, so I always have fun reading it, though. So, yeah, 7.9 out of 10, but a positive 7.9, and that is the spotlight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you go over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience, you can get two other books on our Patreon spotlight picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And this week, it was Batman White Knight number 8 which ended that series, and Sideways number four, which actually we thought was a step up from what we had gotten from Sideways up until then. So, yeah, you can go over and ta- uh, listen to that. Eric thought it was a little clinical, as he said, but I think that we uh, educated and played around, Eric. Isn't that the rhyme that you always say? No. Educated and played around a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, with that, I want to tell you what's going to be on our podcast on Sunday night, our main podcast, which is a anniversary edition 175, Eric. So if this was a comic, it would have three extra pages and cost four ninety nine. dollars yeah, DC would pull. We do not do that. Uh, but we will be talking about Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number 22 ends the Benson's run on that book. This is the f- final issue. It ends that, the issue of series completely. Yeah, the series is going down and they will be going off themselves off to the, the green, green arrow, arrow annual and then on to the book proper as that continues on we also have detective comics number 980 
the penultimate issue of James Tynan's run on that book, which that book obviously will continue then with Brian Hill after that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 44, Eric, six issues from when Robert Venditti. I'm just going to tie this into everybody's leaving. Uh, Robert Venditti's leaving at 50, but this continues the Dark Star uh, arc that seems to be going up until that 50th issue. Uh, we have the big book of the week, Justice League No Justice Number 1. That is not a finale, Eric. That is a beginning. That number one usually designates a book is starting. Well, I how things work, man. Uh, it's starting at a number one. This is Good. a mini series leading into the Just League book coming up. Uh, obviously, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. A lot of people have already said in the Slack talking that this feels already like more of an event than any of the events we've gotten, uh, even metal. Uh, they yeah. think that this is really good. Uh, you liked it as well. We will have Jeremy talk about Michael Cray, number seven, the Wildstorm book. Uh, me, you, and Reggie will be talking new Superman in the JLC, number 23. It's funny because uh, we got these books. They did not call it Batgirl and the Bop. Uh, this week in the preview copies that I, I go down that. there. Yeah, I do love that. But I, the new Superman that is JLC, the Justice League of China, number 23, word on the street is that that is ending soon as well. Uh, but we really like that book. And we even got a shout-out from Gene Luan Yang this week because a lot of people Pretty that awesome. were talking to him at a convention actually said – uh, that we were the ones talking about on the podcast that got us into that book. And he thanked us a lot. And I want to thank everybody, uh, who read that book and also everybody who would have talked to him and said that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. you. We usually do not get a lot of, uh, positive things said to nope. us by creators, uh, because they think we hate everything, which is not the case. Uh, we will not be just talking about Red Yeah, we will not be talking about Red Hood and the Outlaws number 22. We just talked about it. They'll be only on the spotlight that you just listened to. Eric, how can you love somebody if you don't love yourself? We we also have well, Suicide Squad number 41 uh, coming up. I'm not going to go with that. There's a lot of rumors being bandied about of creative team changes coming up. I'm not – I don't I don't address rumors. What, are we the this. rumor mill all of a sudden? I do not address it. We are not the TMZ of DC Comics <laughs> podcast, unfortunately, because if that's the case, we'd probably be millionaires if we were. Uh, we also have The Flash number 46. The uh, preamble. What do they call for the Flash War? It's the actually preamble. It's, what do they prelude? Prelude, Eric. There you go. Words are hard. They say preamble. It, it is. It's a preamble. You're getting there. You you talking. You dancing a little. Uh, but yeah, this is the <laughs> prelude to the Flash War coming up. That seemed to have been coming up for years now. I can't wait till we get that. We'll be talking about the Immortal Men number two. However. Eric Shea tries to finagle that off the podcast. It is hitting the podcast. I would I guess that it might be one of the last books we talk about. But, yes, The Immortal Men number two. Hopefully, I will like it more than the first issue. You were intrigued by the first issue. I hopefully, was. you like it even more I as really well. I really hope so. Then the final book that we would be talking about, Wonder Woman number 46. James Robinson starting up the Dark Pantheon story there. Well, it's weird because they, they called it the Dark Pantheon and the end of metal when Hulkman was talking about the visions he had for our heroes. Here's just the Dark Gods. I'm like, that doesn't have the, yeah. like, the big ring to it that's Dark Pantheon. Yeah. Silly gods. But yeah, uh, with that, I will mention one more time. We do have a new, a brand stinking new podcast, The Weird Science Marvel 
Comics Podcast. It is on iTunes. It's on Podbean. It's on all over those things. And we did talk about in our first episode that came out this past Monday, we did talk about Avengers number one. Uh, me, Brandon, and Eric talked about that, had some fun doing so. And then coming up this coming up Monday, we'll be talking about Venom number one, the Donny Cates book that everybody's raving about. Sure. Uh, but with that, that's it. That is it for the spotlight. Eric, what do we say at the end? Turn that spotlight off. Oh!